0: The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. Darkimaginings.com.
1: Welcome, boys and goons. It's time once again to kick open the old mausoleum door and see what climbs out. Clawing his way out of a fetid grave is Drew, a.k.a. Rabid Badger. Pull up a slab with Jim Millspaw in his award-winning role as the Professor of Torture, Meathook Hook Jim. Jason Storm is here as fan-favorite gothic commentator Storm! Do you smell something burning? It must be Salem's favorite old crone, Jonah
2: Summers!
1: (laughs) Now light a torch, grab your pitchfork, and make like a bunch of terrified villagers! You found another episode of The Big Carry show.
3: (laughs) Even though the holiday season is over, there is no time to sit on our laurels and relax. Valentine day haunts, haunt con are both less than a month away. Horror cons are happening almost every weekend. And of course, Transworld is going on in less than eight weeks. But before you enter panic mode, sit back, relax a bit, and let the Big Scary Show episode 306 inform and entertain you. There's plenty of time to panic later, right? So Storm is ranting about aliens in Miami in a hot minute. Meat Hook Jim discusses more torture and execution methods in between the corpses. Badger reads the latest in Deadline News. The Old Crone interviews a haunt that took a year off, but stayed active on social media. There's a brand new gruesome giveaway for the month of January. And of course, we're spinning some spooky tunes to welcome in the new year. The Roundtable of Terror welcomes back industry icon Alan Hopps of Dark Hour Haunted House and Stiltbeat Studios to discuss his new educational project, Haunter Class. Alan and Dark Hours Media Director Robert discuss what it is, how it's set up, and how everyone can learn from it. Alan also talks about what it's like being a new haunt owner and drops some very interesting news regarding his upcoming booth at Transworld, always a favorite place for everyone to stop. You definitely need to stick around and find out what that is. Okay, so we hid the body, but you'll become an accomplice just by listening to The Big Scary Show. And Happy New Year, everyone. And stay warm.
1: The Smog Monster, spewing its poisonous venom over the Earth. Only one force dared stand up to its overpowering evil. Godzilla. See Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Two monsters battling for the domination of the Earth. Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. An American International Pictures release in color rated G. Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, the battle for life on Earth.
3: Trans World Halloween, an attraction show, has returned to its rightful place in March at the America Center in St. Louis. Join thousands of fellow haunters from all over the world on March 7th through 10th for the number one Halloween industry trade show on the planet. With amazing classes and workshops, biggest vendor floor anywhere the after parties, the Oscar's awards, and so much more. How can you possibly miss it? Don't forget the Christmas and interactive entertainment areas too. Register today at haashow.com. That's haashow.com. And we'll meet you in St. Louis.
4: Shadow Symphony. Shadows Beneath the Dark. A big scary show exclusive.
5: Hey, out there. This is Bob Gunton, or better known as Warden Norton from the Shawshank Redemption. Welcome to the Big Scary Show.
4: Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth, this is A Haunt Minute. And now with this week's commentary, Storm.
6: Alright, have you heard the news story about the mall aliens? Uh, If not, buckle up. So, back on New Year's, there was an incident at a shopping center in Miami, the Bayside Mall. Uh, What happened was there were a bunch of kids, they got rowdy, some fights were going on, fireworks going off. Kids running around with sticks, vandalizing stuff. You know, some of the things we're seeing more and more on a Friday and Saturday night with large groups of uh, uh, teenagers and stuff gathering. We see it at the haunts. you got to watch out for fights and that type of thing and have a police and security presence. We're, you know, just seeing this. It's, you know, a thing of doing business. Well, uh, this blew out of control... Uh, both on the Internet and and at the time, Uh, one resident had uh, called it in as an active shooter issue because hearing the fireworks and the chaos and stuff in the streets. So the police response was, well, large. Uh, You can imagine that it would be a city of half a million people, active shooter thing at a uh, popular shopping center. Yeah, that might be, oh, well, you know, 50, 60 cop cars and 100 cops or so. Well, the internet just doesn't believe that that could be the case, and for some reason, people are thinking that this was some sort of alien invasion. That's right, eight to ten foot tall aliens were stomping through the streets and and attacking people at the mall. No, seriously, this is what people are, are saying, and your you know your your YouTube, uh, TikTok conspiracy theorists are all in on this. I mean, they've pushed all the chips to the center. And it's amazing because each time they, they, they tell the story, something more wild and insane happens. You know, people saying that they've seen portals with these aliens coming out of, uh, people saying they have blurry video of aliens. You know, it's, it's like shot from the 50th story of an apartment building next door, looking down on, you know, somebody's you know Blackberry camera. Uh, you know, It's probably a couple people walking the street, but the shadows and the blurriness. Oh no, it's a ten foot tall alien. The aliens keep getting bigger. They start off at like eight. They're up to about like 12 foot now, so they're bigger than your skeletons. And uh, for some reason, there are more and more cops in everything. Oh yes, and they also said that all the planes were grounded and there were black helicopters in the sky too. So just every single trope you could possibly imagine with this thing has happened for some reason on it. And just goes to show, you can jump on this kind of popularity. I mean, think about it. Uh, Everybody listening to this podcast right now has enough stuff in their garage or, you know, in a closet or something to make a 10-foot alien and a laser vortex. That's right. You got your Photoshop uh, opportunity. Yes, take a selfie with the mall aliens at your haunt this year. Get on it, folks. You know, weird stuff is happening, and, you know, you can make money from it. So until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode
4: for another Haunt Minute.
0: Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Looking to step up your costume? CFX products perform in every environment. Film, haunted attractions, stage shows, theme parks, cosplay, and good old fashioned Halloween. Created for realism and comfort from the number one company leading the industry for over 16 years, a CFX silicone mask isn't finished until you put it on. Whatever your needs, CFX has you covered with silicone. And once you put it on, you two will agree that a CFX mask will be the most comfortable rubber you'll ever wear. Find your new face today at cfxmasks.com, cfxmasks.com.
7: This is Alan Hops from Dark Hour Haunted House, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
0: Hello everyone, it's Drew Badger, this is Deadline News for episode 306, and this has got to be some kind of terrible record we're setting here, because once again we're starting off with some sad news from one of our own. This comes to us via Fairston's Haunted Forest in London, Kentucky. We are sad to announce that crew member Nicholas Coy Lee Overbay passed away on January 4th at the all too young age of 24. He was one of our surgery victims in the surgery room of our Myrtle's Manor at the haunt and had worked for us for the past five years. He was such an awesome soul. We have lost a very good guy. He was always smiling and always just in such good spirits and he will be missed. The Big Scary Show sends its deepest condolences to the family and friends of Nicholas Overbay and the Fairstons Haunted Forest family offers up this moment of silence. On a lighter note, we have this news from Transworld coming to St. Louis. Join us on Saturday night for this interactive entertainment event, All Bets Are Off, in the Wild West, A Night of Intrigue. Happening Saturday, March 9th from 7 to 9 p.m. at BLT's 626 North 6th Street, in st louis just a couple of blocks from the america center it is your first day in this town called intrigue and everything is bustling people are trading working and finding the way but you you're a member of a bandit crew looking to make this a part of your territory and score the most cash just be wary of all the things that can go wrong and keep your wits about you the winning team will be the most cunning tricky and ready to steal there is some law around these here parts but in the end Maybe if you can win the local election, you'll be the sheriff, and it will be your town. A wild, wild west event with puzzles, plotting, thieving, and plenty of scoundrels racing to get their team on top. Doors are open at 7, and players are encouraged to come in costume and be ready to play by 7.20. The game will last about 90 minutes. After the game is over, you will have time to take photos, catch up with your friends, and talk about how you survived frontier life. BLT's signature taco and nacho bar is included. Sponsored by Ticket Spice. Get more information at haashow.com. We have this from the 13th Hour Haunted House in Indianapolis. This Valentine's Day, the portal to the 13th Hour opens for a one night only special event Love is Blind. You are cordially invited to attend the wedding of the century between Agatha Sharp and Heinrich Chapel. This immersive theater experience will take you through Car Talkers Expeditions, Widow's Walk Cemetery, and the Cathedral of Souls with nothing but a candle and the impending storm to light your way. To ensure a more intimate experience, we have limited capacity for this event. Tickets are being sold online only and time slots will sell out. To get the best price and ensure your desired time, we recommend purchasing well in advance. Get more information and tickets at 13thHourIndy.com. That's the word 13thHourIndy.com. We have an update from Days of the Dead coming to Atlanta. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actress. Debra Hayes to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Atlanta, happening January 26th and through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Debra Hayes played Claudette in the original Friday the 13th, and this marks Debra's second-ever con appearance. Get tickets and more info at daysofthedead.com. Have a little more convention news, this time an update from Smoky Mountain Terror coming to Kingsport, Tennessee. To kick off our paranormal guests, we're happy to welcome back our friends at Outlaw Paranormal for the Smoky Mountain Terror event on June 8th and 9th at the Meadowview Conference Resort and Convention Center in Kingsport, Tennessee. Make sure to follow them on social media and come out and meet the guys. Tickets are available now at smokymountainterror.com tickets. And don't forget, kids 10 and under are free. We have a little music news from Wednesday 13. Don't miss us kicking off 2024 with a bang. Catch us in February on our headline tour in Australia, followed by a support tour of Europe with the legendary Cradle of Filth. Celebrating the music of the Murder Dolls, performing a full set of songs from both albums, more dates to be announced for UK, Western Europe, Canada, South America, Mexico, and the United States. Keep up with tour announcements at OfficialWednesday13.com. We have this from the Forgotten Dollhouse Museum in San Antonio, Texas. We're spicing up Valentine's Day. For two days only, we're bringing you the Love You to Death Haunted House. Grab your date and be creepy together because love is in the scare. Love You to Death Date Night Haunted House. Friday, February 9th, and Saturday, February 10th from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $49 per couple and includes two complimentary glasses of wine or champagne, provide you over 21, and a Valentine's mystery gift. Book now at ForgottenDollHouseMuseum.com. And finally, we have this from the Cinema of Horrors in Kelso, Washington, presenting... Hearts of Horror, Valentine's Haunted House at the Cinema of Horrors at the Three Rivers Mall in Kelso. Tickets must be purchased online and are limited to the first thousand people. Four blackout haunted houses, you get one candle to lead the way. There's kissing booth photos, a free chocolate box with each ticket sold, haunt merchandise, Valentine's photo ops, and much more. Happening February 9th and 10th from 7 to 10 p.m., we're located next to Fiesta Bonita at the Three Rivers Mall. Get more information at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash cinema of horrors. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News.
8: (laughs) Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. (laughs) See you soon at vfxcreates.com
4: Music by Midnight Syndicate.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Don Jameson from That Metal Show. And when you're not checking out our show, you should be listening to The Big Scary Show, like you are right now.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, we're kicking off the year 2024 on a high note with a brand new gruesome giveaway. Sponsored by our very good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. Just because the holidays are over does not mean you don't need to go to ScreamlineStudios.com and start picking up your Halloween supplies, birthday gifts, Valentine's Day gifts, all that stuff for the haunter in your life. Now you know how this works. I'm going to ask you a question. The answer is in the show. All you have to do is send us an email to bsscontest at gmail.com. Before midnight on Monday, January 22nd, and you could be randomly selected to be the winner of a great prize from Screamline Studios. So without further ado, the question for the January Gruesome Giveaway is... Near the end of the Round Table of Terror, we ask our guest, Alan Hopps, what he's bringing to Transworld he gave us an answer that was not expected and very different. But what was Alan Hobbes, or what is Alan Hobbs bringing to Transworld? And here's a hint it's not a physical object and it's a three-word answer and we need those three words. If you think you know that answer Please email us with your name and your phone number so we can contact you to bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on January 22nd, and you could be randomly selected to be the winner for the month of January. It's just that simple. Previous winners and family members of The Big Scary Show not eligible to win. Good luck, everyone.
4: music for haunts storming vampire castle on the big scary show
1: Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home haunt
3: or crypt. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs>
0: Table of Terror is very proudly sponsored by HauntPay. Whether it's time ticketing, virtual queue lines, or anything else related to online ticket sales, have Alex and his staff set you up at HauntPay.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that music does signify once again for the first roundtable of 2024. We are back. We have enjoyed the holidays. We are ready to get started with a brand new year. Lots of cool things going on in the haunt industry. Trans world's just a couple of short months away. Eek. Um, Valentine's Day haunts are going to be starting up in about a month. There's other conventions and other trade shows going on later on in the spring. This truly is now a year-round industry. And we are so glad that you're here. And we want to thank our very fine sponsor, HauntPay, for sponsoring the Round Table of Terror. Now, a few days ago, I happened to see this post on social media by a very veritable giant in the industry, Mr. Alan Hops, talking about something brand new he calls Haunter Class, which he is introducing this year. This is a very, very interesting concept. So we thought we would get Alan Hops on the air with us to talk about what is Haunter Class. And I do believe we have him down in the Dallas, Texas area. Alan, are you with us, sir? I
7: am indeed. I'm right here and happy to be here. It is
0: very glad to have you, sir, with us. It's been way too long since we've had you on the show. And we also have with us Robert Akala. I believe that's pronounced. I probably butchered that terribly. The uh, I believe you are the head of media for Dark Hour Haunted House.
9: Robert, are you with us? I am with you.
0: Did I butcher the name?
9: N- no, close. Yes. You're very close.
0: close. How do, how do I say it so I get it right next time?
9: Uh, it is Alcala. Alcala. You, you gotta sound a little like from a different country when you say it. Alcala.
0: Well, thank you both guys for being here. We also want to thank our hosts for being here up in Rhode Island. We have Storm. Uh, greetings. I, I I have nothing witty today. This is a, a, a rough Monday to be recording. Uh, Meat Hook Jim is under the weather, so we gave him the night off, and we gave producing producing duties to the old crone, Jana out in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Jonna, good to have you here.
3: Yes, I am. I can relate to Robert and my name often being mispronounced, and it does sound better if we make it with an accent, doesn't it?
0: My name is Drew Badger in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are battening down the hatches. We are expecting to get maybe three or four inches of rain and 50-mile-an-hour winds. Um, that would be perfect weather in most any other time, but not in January when it's going to be like 38, so we don't want to talk about the weather. We want to talk about... Haunter Class, Dark Hour, Haunted House, Stilt Beast Studios, everything that Alan Hops has got his fingers into. Um, First of all, Alan, I want to ask you the question. This is the first year, I believe, that you were running Dark Hour as the owner, you and your partners. Um, How was Dark Hour this year, and how different was it being an owner as opposed to just running it?
7: So a lot of the work didn't change. What changed is the emotional baggage. Um, Now I feel even more responsible for the people who work there. You know, there's, there's, you know, 13 families that are putting food on the table because dark hours open, you know, that's my, my year round staff and making sure that the company functions in such a way and is run well enough that everybody gets to keep working. Like that's, that's really the goal. The goal's not, I don't think the goal as a haunt owner is to make a bunch of money and stuff it in your pockets. It's uh, it's make enough money to sustain you through the next year. You know, we have to be squirrels and store those
0: acorns. Absolutely. I- I'm assuming you guys had a banger of a year as well as you normally do. We were on track to do that.
7: And then the uh, Rangers started winning baseball games. Ah. And while I'm not a big sports guy, we kind of said we wouldn't talk about sports. If a baseball team in your market is going to the World Series, then they're not going to haunt it. Your guests aren't going to the haunt. They're going to stay home and watch the game for free while they're in playoffs, while they're in the World Series. And all of those games, our our biggest night of the year was on a Wednesday night because there wasn't a World Series game that night. And that was the week week of Halloween. (laughs) So probably down 200 or 300,000 from where we should have been because of the Rangers making the world series.
0: That's yeah. a, that's something a lot of people don't take into consideration. I know there are other people who have haunts in major markets with a uh, perennial good baseball teams. So uh, you know, that I, has I, to be I, terrible. <laughs> yeah. What, what a horrible problem to have, you know, just oof. But anyway, um, and you just had your wreck the halls off season event.
7: We did. Uh, we hit this. We, we did wreck the halls because we had put all the off season shows kind of on a hiatus up until last year, and last year was we we sort of did them all. Well, not all, but we we came out with some other concepts, um, which like the Dead by Dark Hour concept. We, we brought back wreck the halls for the first time in I think three years. We took off of doing wreck the halls uh, because you have to focus where the money is, and the off season events are supportive, but they're not they're not the big money maker that uh, October is. Of course, we're getting there; sure. they're going up, but it's not it's not what October is. So we weren't focused on it for a while, but um, Previously, we had better financial. Dark Hour had, you know, financial backing, and I am—I'm a passionate man. I'm not a rich man, uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm—I'm I'm squeezing everything I can out of the times that we can open to make sure we have enough nights again to make enough money to continue.
3: Let me you know, ask you it, a question, it, Alan. Um, yeah. Your your other your off season, you know, off season meaning anything other than Halloween. Do you think that that's mostly people who are already fans of Dark Hour that's coming and supporting you on that? Or do you think it's also it's building brand new people to come? Which it, is feeding it, which?
7: Dark Hour feeds the off season because you're going to get maybe 10, 15 percent new customers okay. to your offseason shows. And, you know, that's that's not a ton. Mm -hmm. um i think that most haunt customers seem to come on like a three-year cycle this isn't like you know your avid haunted house goer this is the average person they're going to go to a haunted house maybe every year your haunted house maybe every three years depending upon your market and how many are in your market and how many are good or appeal to them or whatever but it's about every three years so you need to have in order to do you know 25,000 you have to have like a 75 80,000 person fan base to do 25,000 people a season you know on a regular basis and that group of 80 who hopefully you have emails for and you have um tracking information for for when you're doing your marketing and your geofencing and all that stuff um hopefully you have that information and then you can remarket to those people
0: in order to get them to your off season shows we definitely want to wish you a lot of success as the owner for all the off season and for all the many years of dark hour. But the reason we really wanted to get you on the show here, as we mentioned at the beginning, you have come out with something called haunter class. You've been doing monster class for several years and it's a
7: monster camp. I just want to specify that name. That's because my my, monster camp is where people come to us and they'll spend, um, three days on a normal monster camp Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you start with nothing. You, we do a sculpture. We make the mold. And then at the end of it, you know, you leave with a finished mask that you made. And um, that's been a wonderful program. We've run a couple hundred people through it now. And uh, we have a, all of our monster camps are already on the Still Beast website. But Haunter class is different. Um, there's a lot of. Haunter class actually started during COVID Um, at the time when 2020 um, it was a big deal for haunts, probably not being able to open and something that they needed was a lot of um, health departments and fire departments and inspectors wanted, what are you doing in order to make your haunted house safe for covid and basically i produced a i I didn't produce i helped robert helped me produce (laughs) Uh, robert did the bulk of the work i just you know talked and looked up statistics and learned things and shared um and then robert did all the camera work and such and it was a video for you know, making your haunted house safer, how to keep getting scares, even though maintaining that distance. It is all the things that were important then at the time. And we, we called that Haunter Class was the, uh, like the, the framework of that. Um, And with full intention of down the road, doing more things for Haunter Class. In everything that I do, there is a degree of, that's good enough. Put in a dark room. Um, because I'm not the best finisher in the world as far as, you know, that's if something is 95% or 90% done and running at you in the dark, it's, it still works. Um, and that was how I approach almost everything. And Robert is my head of media at dark hour and Robert kind of took the reins away from me and said, Hey, let's, let's do this right. Let's finish this nice. Let's make this as good and high end as necessary. So while I have YouTube Wednesday, which is like, you know, pretty rough and ready still. um, The production value has gone up on that too, as I've getting others involved. Part of buying dark hour was having access to staff to help me do all the things that I do. Um, And, Robert taking the reins away from editing that video and then that let us do it as a digital download uh, as opposed to I'm pretty old school. I would have just made DVDs and ma- mailed them out. Um, Robert, why don't you talk about what you saw and why you wanted to jump in?
9: All right. Uh, where to begin? So uh, uh, question
0: before we get started, was this kind of a takeoff on the pamphlet that they produced at Beer Factory, SLC, and Salt Lake City? I know that Heidi and Spencer and all them came up with this basically COVID manual.
7: No, that was completely separate. That was their okay. action plan, and you needed an yes. action plan in order to open for most states. Yes. And um, I did. I did the video as a... Here's one more thing that you can say you did. You got specific industry industry training and that's, I added a checklist item to whatever you're already doing. You buy the video, you watch the video, you have a checklist item.
9: So Robert, go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. So it started with the, with that, the, the COVID, um, honor class video. Um, it, it was, it just ended up looking higher quality than anticipated and that kind of set the, the the bar for what we could do down the line with our other courses. Um, another thing, we, the way I, I saw this happening is um, making sure that there was a, a, a distinction between our YouTube Wednesday, our Monster Camp, uh, all our in person education, and the Hunter class. I wanted it to, to look different, feel different. Because um, when you look at, uh, when you watch the YouTube Wednesdays, they're edited really quickly. You don't sit through the entire process. You just get the information really quick. honor uh, class, you sit there with the educator and you see the process close up, different angles. Um, you get more information, you get handouts. Uh, and the difference between that and Monster Camp, um, at Monster Camp, you show up and, and you're, you're on, on the clock. You know, you have so much time to get things done. You, you, there's, you can't press pause on that. On hunter class, you learn at your own pace. Um, And I I took the monster camp myself, so I I would know uh, how to make it different. And uh, monster camp is so valuable because you have Alan right there. Uh, But the hunter class, you learn at your own pace. And that, that's something I wanted to to offer people, you know, the, the, the chance to slow it down, enjoy it. So that, that's the difference with the uh, hunter Class and all the other education programs. And I wanted to add more to our our uh, list of education options because right now, Still Beast is very education-heavy, more than ever before. Um, we just want to offer more of that to, to, you know, to, to all of you. (laughs) And Haunter class
0: is not like monster camp where like Alan said, monster camp, you go to the workshop in Texas, you fly in, you drive in, you do whatever you stay for a weekend. Then you go home. This can be done online anywhere in the
9: world. Basically. This is a strictly online course. Uh, Yes. You can do it in your living room, in your pajamas. Anywhere in the world. It's always
7: better if you sculpted it in your underwear, by the way. That's true.
3: We don't need that uh, visual, Alice. <laughs> Love you, I, but we don't need that visual.
0: <laughs> I'm taking notes right now.
3: So, so with Monster Camp, I know that you have the sculpting um, for mask making, you um, have the stilt walking, correct? And then mm. you added um, last fall the airbrush which i am determined to try to make it down to do that with you sometime because i I definitely want to increase my knowledge on airbrushing so are those the same classes that you have available with the monster class
7: um so so far we have one full haunter because haunter class is uh it's like six hours of video right robert it's 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 for that one class. It's pretty expensive. It's six hours. It's not like it's a two hour DVD. It's a, it's, it's courses. So they do take a while to get out. We don't have all of them out yet. We will be, I'll tell you that an airbrush is in the works. Um, I don't know that I have a stilt walking one in the works yet. We haven't started it, but I've always talked about doing a a video and I think we could wrap that up in a two hour video of some kind. Um, But Things like haunt management, things like um, corpsing, because there's 30 ways to corpse. Why not have one thing that shows all of it, you know? So, yes, they're coming, but right now, what is available is uh, making a latex half mask, which is, it's kind of a core skill because you learn sculpting and molding, and from sculpting and molding, you you learn, you know, you can piggyback off the top of that, and learn a lot my one of my favorite quotes ever is from moyoto musashi and it's from one thing no ten thousand things and a lot of what we do is we teach like a core skill and that core skill is sculpting and molding once you know how to sculpt and mold a mask you can sculpt and mold a prop you can sculpt and mold you know a skin to go over a skeleton or whatever so I was going to ask, what level are
6: Haunter classes geared to? Is it beginner-type skills or intermediate
7: or advanced? I'm going to say Um, yes, and here's why. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Robert, but here's why. Um, Someone who's never done anything before, no sculpting, no molding, any of that, can watch the videos, follow along, and do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why there's some value still for an intermediate or an advanced is I am a work smarter, shortcut king, I dare say. I do a lot of this is a simpler, easier way to do it. This is a faster way to do it. And all those tips are in the Haunter Class videos. So you may have already, you may already sculpt and mold masks. I get people who have sculpted and molded masks all the time who come to Monster Camp because they want to learn my way. They want to learn a different approach. And I I, I dare say they always go away with tips and things that they're going to use from that point forward in their mask making.
6: All right. So Monster Class is very nuts to bolts. You're, you know, going through and, and creating a finished, a uh, uh, product whether it be a improved skill or an actual sculpt or something you know you, the project it's not pieces of it it's we're going to
7: work on this and this is what it's going to be at the end of the class kind of because it, it's all set up in modules so it's all set up of there's a sculpting portion but when i'm when i'm sculpting the specific thing that i'm sculpting in the class I'm talking about the principles of principles of sculpting, the mechanics of sculpting, and, you know, things that you can do to make your sculpt scarier, no matter what you're sculpting. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't have to sculpt exactly what I'm sculpting. You can sculpt along with, um, but have
0: enough variations, of course, where it's going to be your own. Okay. Okay. I do want to remind everybody you are listening to the Round Table of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. We are talking with Alan Hops and Robert Alakala. I God, I'm never gonna pronounce that correct. <laughs> We're gonna take a very short break, and we will be right back.
4: Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to HauntPay.com. And get started in 60 seconds for free.
0: And we are back to the Roundtable of Terror. We are talking with Alan Hops and Robert Alcala. Again, I hope I pronounce that right. From Dark Hour Haunted House. Talking about Monster Camp Haunter Class. A brand new project that's going on. All the things that are going on in the world of Dark Hour Haunted House. And the twisted mind of Alan Hopps. Um, Alan, uh, we've been talking about Haunter class and online and registering and everything. What are basic price structures? Is there, you know, one price fits all? Do you just pay for what you want? How how does that work? And and what does it cost to become a member of and take part in Haunter class?
7: I'm going to pass this off to Robert because I. I give nods to pricing, but I don't want to be the one. How do I sit there and decide what I'm worth? That's so difficult to me. So Robert did the production. Robert is uh, as familiar with the product as I am. So Robert, why don't you talk us through some of that? And I will nod.
0: (laughs) Which (laughs) translates great to this podcast, by the way.
9: (laughs) Uh, Every course is going to be priced differently, depending on... on how extensive the course is how many chapters how many um it, it all depends on what the course is for the um mass making the latex mass making 101 we are at 200 and uh, that is six and a half hours of education the entire time you're you're just getting a lot of knowledge um, you're visually right there uh, with with the entire process close up uh, so that course is $200 um, which is much less than the monster camp experience uh, monster camp uh, I don't know the exact pricing but it's like three times as much maybe more four times uh, because that that class you you come to us you get everything you need to create a mess you, you get all the material um, for Honor class, we're not going to give you any of the physical materials that you need to create a mask. Um, but as we start releasing things, everything will be priced accordingly to um, to, to what it is. You know, a, a course that's two hours will be different than a course that's twelve hours. And uh, I would say the the latex mask one hundred one is very affordable if you're trying to get. The most out of alan teaching you how to create a latex mask so i just did the math and it, it works out to for that amount of
7: time that's a dollar 95 a minute which i think is actually perfectly fair and i'm gonna i'll be honest with you most of most of that information is actually scattered throughout my YouTube channel in different places. I don't think there's anybody who's going to say, Alan is out to just milk people for money for for training. No, because I've been teaching for free for 15 years on my YouTube channel, which, by the way, hit 140,000 subscribers. So that's pretty cool. Um, Congratulations. But the... You know, I've been doing it for a long time. Education is a passion of mine as far as haunt education. And as soon as everybody has the skills, as soon as we all have the same skills, then the only thing that separates us is our the quality of our ideas. And that's where I want us to get to, where that anybody can make anything that they want for their haunted house. Because then I get to see what their ideas are. And that's that's what's really exciting to me. So, yes, this half making it, it's two hundred bucks. If if you come to Monster Camp, you're going to have on top of the cost of the course, you're going to have to get a hotel. You're going to have to get here. You know, it adds up. It it's you're looking at easily a thousand dollars. I hate to say that. That's that's the world that we're in. You know, most of that cost isn't even me. It's the materials for the class and it's you getting here and it's you having a place to stay while you're, you know, in an unfamiliar area. This way you could do Haunter class, get Haunter class, and then you can set up your workspace the way that you want. You always know where the scissors are. You know, that's, I hate working somewhere that's not my shop. Um, I I had a lot of that last year as we moved to still be shop from here to dark hour. It's like, I'm used to a drawer right there being full of scissors and knives. And I don't know where that drawer is. (laughs) Um, But so being able to do it at your own pace, like Robert mentioned and not monster camp is also, it's like three 12 hour days. So you get to do it. You get to, you know, remember it, but it's, it's a bit of a beating, you know, look at trying to do a video at the end of a monster camp class. Everybody looks so tired and beat up because you know it's the end of the it's the end of like thirty six hours of work in three days. Um, so yeah, Haunter class is uh, this one the uh, the one on latex half mask making. Um, it's you said it was two hundred bucks, Robert. That's fair. $199. One
9: ninety nine. One that's fair. Oh, what a bargain! See, <laughs> there there are discounts though for our pass monster camp students and also for the people that are are on our patreon right Uh, yeah the patreon that you through
7: youtube and stuff yes so they get discounts um yeah Any, any other questions you got
0: is is this a deal where or is there some kind of maybe a subscription service where if you paid x dollars you can take five different classes or is it just going to remain one price for one class? Kind we of we deal?
7: will have that in the future. Right now we only have one class being offered, so it would be a little bit silly for me to try and sell someone a subscription sure. to this one class that we have up. When I when I get 10, 15 classes in the bank, Yes, then I'll go the same route as, you know, Masterclass and and the big boys and and do offer a subscription that'll save folks some money. Um, If no one wanted to learn these things, then I don't think the YouTube channel would be doing well. Uh, And presenting them in a quality manner and presenting them in a way where people can spend as much time as they want going over the lesson rewatch a, a part a couple times um, and play it along while you're working is uh, I, I think there's a value to that.
0: How, um, how many classes do you think you'll have up by say trans world or the summer or by next season? Do you have a timetable for having Airbrushing, or having you know marketing, or or business tracks.
7: Do you want to watch me and Robert fight? Because uh, here, here we go. Watch this. It won't, tra-
0: it won't translate uh, <laughs> well to podcast. But but go right um, ahead.
7: I think our goal is going to be adding three to four this year, new ones up, uh, which would give us four or five by the end of this year. Um, that's twenty twenty four, and. And I think that's a, a good start and then we can see you know what way do we lean as far as do people want physical skills because doing haunt management is is another one having talking through all the processes of casting of of costuming talking through all the processes of haunt management is another one that I'm chomping at the bit to do um it's it's on it's on the task board but you know we haven't really gotten started on it yet. And, you know, figuring out, you know, do they want the hard set skills or do they want soft skills? Do they want people skills or do they want, you know, the the things? Do they want chemistry?
3: You know, all your classes at Transworld always sell out. So, you know, that, again, is indicative of that people want something more in-depth from what they're able to get in the 50-minute classes at Transworld and stuff. So, I think that's, you know, I think going going into some of these other things like management and actual training and stuff is definitely a, a good value there.
9: And we're, we're not really trying to pump out as many as we can. I, we still want to take our time with each one of them and make them as, as, as best as we can make them, uh, not just the quality of the filming, but the content. Um, and it it's at this moment, I, I would say it's not our priority here because we still have a, haunted house to put together and stilt beast. So this is more of, um, I would say, a labor of love for us because we work on it on the weekends. We do this off the clock.
7: This is something that we want to have built, but you know, like Robert mentioned, you know, we every priority has to be from your profit centers because I have to keep all these people fed and employed and all that. So, uh, you know, dark hours, is the main focus and then still pieces of focus and kind of down the list until hunter class starts pulling its weight, you know, and then we then we can really start uh, start feeding
0: that fire. How's the initial reaction to it been? Have people been jumping at the bit or sending you suggestions? Teach this, teach this or or how has it been going?
7: We launched it two days after Christmas. two days before Christmas, I think it was. Uh, so a little too early to be a Christmas present for most folks. <laughs> um, a little too late, I mean. Uh, so uh, it's been it's been a slow start, but that's kind of what I expected. And I think that this will build. And I think if we had two classes in there, we'd sell twice as many because we only have one. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I I want, they need to go there and say, oh, I want to do this class. Not, this is my only option. You know, if there's one box of cereal on the store shelf, people don't buy it. They're like, what's wrong with that box of cereal? Uh, (laughs) Why, why is that the only one left? So, uh, it's kind of that situation right now, but as, as we build and work on the library, um, I don't see this is the project that I'm not worried about sales right off the bat. It's not like it's going to be abandoned if, you know, if we don't sell 300 of them this year. It's, uh, it's, we, we build it, we hone it over time, and then it becomes something awesome after we work for a few years with a head down and go, oh, wait, this is great, you know.
3: What about your actor trading yeah. DVDs and stuff like that? Um, you going to put those online?
7: Uh, I, I want to put those online as digital downloads. The quality of those, you know, the first act, dynamic haunted house acting video that I did was shot in 2000. So that's 23 years old now, 24 years old. Um, it, that, that's that been around a while. Um, and the quality of those is not up to Robert Snuff. So they won't just go on. So we will be shooting new things and actor training is one of the things that are gonna end up on haunter class, but right now it's not there yet.
0: Are you as an as the owner now of Dark Hour? And you know, you, you go to a lot of different haunted houses for training. Is has that been affected? As the owner, I mean, you know, I've heard, what, 20, 30 haunted houses sometimes a season, if not more, putting um, on workshops and things? Or, or now that you own one, are you going to have to scale back on that? People, I'm sure, are probably calling you, like, today saying, can you come train our actors?
7: We do get a lot of calls for training. Um, and something that we did last year was we actually had... um we doubled up and we had way more people than we needed come on every training that we did in order to get those guys trained up. So if you want me to come out, it's going to cost a little bit more because right now my time is, is valuable and in demand, you know? Um, and that has to do with me, not with the haunted house that's asking. However, our actor trainers at Dark Hour, who of course use my material and and um, and course, um, went out and they did trainings with us all. Well, for two years now, they've been going out with us, and then last year we sent them out a couple times on their own. The majority of the haunts this year are going to get uh, our team, with you know, Rue and Stacy and 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 some of the others who uh, have worked with me for many years uh they'll be the ones going out more than me but it's all the same material you know
0: what's um what can we expect new at transworld from stilt beast
7: so um i needed to change how i did stilt beast so this is this is like really the first you're getting a big scoop here because uh, i haven't really talked about this that much it is disadvantageous to me to get a bunch of orders for $50 or $100 masks. I kind of need to focus on bigger orders, uh, theme parks a little bit. Um, so we're going to be focused more on the theme parks, and we're probably going to have an order minimum at Transworld. Because this year, I had a lot of my key people working on still beast orders, when they really should have been working on the haunted house. Um, The Stilt Beast is a a labor of, I have a lot of labor of loves. It's a labor of love in order to get things for haunted houses that haunted houses need or haven't seen before. And we're focusing just as much with Haunter Class on letting them be able to make their own stuff and teaching them. But also, let's focus on you know i can get five or six big orders and and do those and then have my staff available for the haunt in order to put everything i can into the haunted house
0: or does that mean that you'll be having less options for people you're hoping to get bigger orders with less product
7: um not less product what what ends up happening I make stuff and I take it to trans world and that's not the stuff that people buy. You, every vendor kind of, you make stuff in order to show people what you can make. And once you show them what you can make or your style of stuff, they decide that's the style that I like. And then most of my orders are custom orders. Most of my orders are custom orders. They see something that I did, and they say, "Oh, I like that, but I want one that's black and has wings." Uh, okay, you know that that's so you can't take that one. So I, I got to go make it anyway. You know, um, I will tell you that our average, like sale at Transworld, was about four hundred bucks, and I'm still playing with the number of where I want our minimum to be, but. Honestly, the time of shipping and just tracking hundreds of hundred-dollar orders, um, I can't afford the manpower. Yes, I'm making money on it, but not enough for the concern, and you know how many orders don't make it. Um, haunters move, and they don't tell you where they moved to. That happens a lot. <laughs> I think there was like nine things that were shipped because we used the address and they gave us at Trans World and they had moved since then. Oh. Um but so so bigger orders, focus a little more on uh bigger haunts and theme parks. Um and to that end, a lot of the small stuff that I was selling was masks and you know and smaller things. I spent the last four or five years making several hundred new mask makers. So I have, you know, there are companies like unsub masks you know, Chad, and then there's, there's Connor beats and there's a bunch of guys who make, ma- I taught them how to make masks. So if you wanted to get something from me and you only wanted to spend a hundred bucks, get it from someone who's new and coming up, you know, and, and they're, I'm also old, like I'm old school, you know, um, it is super common for me now to teach someone how to make a mold. I teach them how to sculpt a little bit and I, and I give them the confidence to sculpt is what I really do. I let them know that it's okay to play in clay. And then I teach them how to make a mold. And then they're doing amazing stylized modern work, which is not what I do. I see a lot of their stuff is, is more modern than what i do so if you wanted to if your plan was to go to trans world and spend a hundred bucks to stilt beast booth to support me um man I, i greatly appreciate you but i also i've been around a long time and there's a lot of new mask makers who would be thrilled with that mask order you know, and and I want to be able to, to throw some work their way. And, um, I now have a castle that I have to defend a dark hour. I, I have, I have a home base and I have to, everything that I do has to be in the best interest of that building because all year I've got like 13 people who are working there and I've got to take care of them and I have to make the best possible choices. And it's a tough choice. Um, Because I love making, you know, one mask for one haunt, you know, wherever it is. Um, But I can't, I can't ask my wife to keep track of all that stuff anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so we're going to be doing, we'll be at Trans World. What are you going to see from us? I've also been doing something that's been like a disservice to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking here because man, have I had time to think about it. So, The disservice that I've been doing is I have been making what I thought the haunt industry needed, which isn't necessarily my best work. It's things that I think haunts need, and I've switched gears. I started switching gears last year on this end. Now I'm making things that I want to make and that I think are awesome. We had a mini meeting with me and and the other stilt beast heads with Rue and Stacy and and my my quote was I'm not going to bring anything to the show that's not amazing. I'm tired of making filler. I've been making things for grunts for a long time, because as I said before, looks really good in the dark. Coming at you, that you know ninety ninety five percent finished is pretty good. I don't think that's who I am anymore. I think now I want to take some time. I'm learning from guys like Robert who work with me, who are finishers, and that's a good-looking finished product. That's what I want to do. So you're going to be seeing my best work. What am I taking the trans world? My best work, and no one's seen it yet. My wildest ideas and my best work. Any
0: questions from the hosts?
6: Yeah, I actually have one for Robert. Uh, Robert, I uh, wanted to ask, what is going? You've mentioned how the um, uh, uh, Haunter class is going to be a bit more polished than some of the other videos you do, and it's going to have some neat features. Um, what are you envisioning for that? And, and what what sort of features and and you know aspects can uh, customers expect to see that will uh, be such an advantage and make this a special product?
9: Uh, so when you're watching the honor class courses um, you're getting uh, like a five six seven multi-cam vi- video uh, that's a lot of cameras that's a lot of points of view so' you're, you're getting that the quality of what we're shooting and editing and putting out there is is really high I mean <laughs> three full frame cameras and and a couple of of 4k gopros um so the quality's there it's it's visually um appealing you know it's it's easy to watch and uh for the extra stuff that that you could get like the free stuff right um well at some point we have to build a wall panel to to do a course to have it as a backdrop or something so, building the wall panel will make a mini course, and that'll be a freebie. We'll we'll have a lot of that kind of stuff available, and um, also when you when you purchase the courses, um, you can get handouts. Um, you get our our list of products that that we use that we uh, that we suggest that our students go purchase. Um, there will be a lot available. I, I, I don't even know yet because, like I said, we're we're right at the 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 beginning. This is the start. Um, and, and it will grow. and uh, I'm looking forward to getting feedback from anybody that gets the course or even people just watching the commercials online. Uh, any feedback will help us build better courses for people. I hope that answered your question.
6: Yeah, no, a, 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 excellent, sounds good. Is there, you know, it, it really sounds like that you guys are going to take on a broad amount of subjects with it, you know, going even more from just sort of like the the making and crafting that's done before. Is there any subjects uh, with haunting that you guys are looking to do in the future that you're uh, especially excited to be producing video for?
9: Um, I'm excited for all of them. Uh- <laughs> Uh, what I'm really excited about is, uh, getting to work with multiple educators because right now, um, our main educator is Alan and we've been working together for years. Uh, I would say how many years, eight years since 2016.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
9: Uh, That's a long time. So now getting other educators to be involved and, and them leading the courses, um, I just want to see who we could bring in to be a part of this. That's what I'm looking forward to.
3: You, Robert, are obviously—I'm sorry, Storm. you are obviously an expert of media and production. So, are you going to do one yourself, teaching on that? Uh, ooh,
9: good question. <laughs> I'm better behind the camera than on the camera, uh, but I, it's it's a possibility if people are interested in learning about media stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would like to help them.
0: We look forward to that. Any uh, any final questions? Looking at the clock here, I know we need to start winding this down. Jonna, I know we had talked before we started um, about trends. Did you want to ask Alan that question?
3: Yeah, what do you think is going to be the big trend at Transworld this year?
7: This year? Mm-hmm boy okay normally i I, i'm looking like two years out um be just because of you know what you're what you're seeing i think this year you're gonna see um the clown world leaning a little more towards five nights at freddy's i think you're gonna see more you know of of that angle of uh a little more zaniness and almost a cartoon quality um You've got a Five Nights at Freddy's horror movie that's due out this year, so anybody paying attention to that and forecasting is going to say, okay, that'll probably be big. Um, you have Mickey Mouse just went public domain, so and you've I've already seen a couple Mickey Mouse horror movies uh, in the works, um, so I think that aspect, that whole children's horror i mean i don't know what i don't know what you call that like i don't know if there's a if there's a, a name for that but it's uh you know dark youngster stuff um i think it's going to be pretty big uh, i think that we're going to see a lot of that this year and next year at transworld uh we tend to be a little bit behind the horror movies um i i think some things are on their way out i i you don't see as much asylum stuff as you used to um I, I think that uh classic Halloween has kind of been on an uptrend for the past couple years. So you're still gonna see pumpkins, you're still gonna see scarecrows and black cats. Um I think that's gonna be big once again.
0: There was a lot of jack-o'-lanterns at once this year, it's just like whole rooms full of them when I went to places that was as there really should nice. be. Yes. It's
7: freaking Halloween. <laughs> Like, that's, that's the whole reason. Uh, sometimes you go to a haunt, and it's like, this is cool, but it has nothing to do with Halloween.
0: Nothing. Yeah, there was there's a home haunter in the town next to me that builds these amazing displays every year. And this year's theme was Halloween Town. And if he didn't have 300 jack-o'-lanterns from, you know, tiny to, like, eight feet across, um, then, you know, I'm miscounting. He had lots and lots of skeletons doing lots and lots of crazy things not only 12 footers but normal sized and and it was just delightful he had a giant witch on top of his house on a broom suspended looks like he's got a projection with a full moon it was super super nostalgic that old classic Halloween that we we grew up with so you know I, I'm glad to see that that's a trend that's um still on the uptick so I also I can't think wait that... to see what it does Goblins
7: are going to be on the way up. Goblins will be on. Goblins and that style of fantasy. So.
0: Any uh, final questions from the hosts?
7: What what kind of goblins are we talking
6: about? Are we talking about, you know, mysterious goblins? Are we talking like David Bowie, you know, party goblins?
7: Yes. I, I think goblin is a wonderful, all encompassing word. And a goblin character can act in any number and manner of ways. Um, any Anything that a clown could do, a goblin could do. You know, um, you have a, a chance at the same bright colors. You have, uh, I think that along with that children's horror trend, you're going to see us go a little bit labyrinth, a little bit dark crystal. And I think that you'll see uh, some goblin stuff pop up in there um normally it takes a while for things to saturate and trickle into the haunt world um i think goblin mode was the word of the year last year uh last this year or last year um you know, they pick a word of the year and you know i'm just seeing a lot more goblin things pop up like off to the side and you know Lord knows mushrooms are big. We were we did a lot of mushroom stuff last year, so I think you'll see more vendors doing mushroom stuff uh this year. But what kind of goblins? Scary goblins? Teethy goblins. Yeah, pointy the, teeth goblins.
0: The Doctor Who Christmas special had goblins in it this year, so Did it? That was kind of interesting. Yes. I
7: didn't even know that.
0: But yes, see, they're you,
7: to just they're just popping up. It's like it's whatever that that thing is where you hear something one time, and then you start noticing it all over. Uh, goblins are popping up. We're we're being infested slowly.
0: Didn't Gremlins come out in 1984 or was it 83?
7: The, uh, it, I, Gremlins is turning 40.
0: 40 oh, years old. Oh yeah. God, we're so old. I remember seeing that in the theater. That that would be interesting to see that kind of goblin-esque look comeback gremlins and ghoulies and critters and and all that stuff so but of course we will have to see go ahead so
7: i'm gonna interrupt you again i hate to do that but these are things that i think about a lot um there's an uproar right now about ai art and that uproar is kind of extending over how many times have you heard in the past six months that they can't make movies anymore and just movies aren't good anymore. Um, I've, I've long held a theory that Jurassic Park killed the magic of movies. Because now, anytime you see something awesome on a movie screen, how'd they do that? Computers. like that That's the answer. So you can't wow anyone with a movie anymore. Because of that, I think you're going to see a big regression to 80s-style creatures and monster suits and that kind of over the top crazy gore and body horror that was really big in the eighties in the late eighties um right before that you know jurassic park came in and and really changed movies um again you know anybody can make any movie they want now on their on their laptop um pretty soon the way ai is working you'll be able to put in actors names and a basic plot it'll spit you out a two-hour movie starring those actors that you made yourself i know that's coming if it's not already out Mm -hmm. um and i think that haunted houses are in a great spot for entertainment because it's real it's real and people don't trust anything anymore so it's really nice to just go and get scared by something that's real.
0: Very well said. Any uh, final thoughts from the co-hosts?
3: Okay, now, Alan, you're not to be morbid or anything, but do you think this um, in the monster class that this is kind of going to be part of your legacy?
7: I've never considered a legacy. I don't know. Um, I have haunt karma. I had an old boss named Jim and he said, everything you make and sell goes out. And if it's at a haunted house and it's working, then it's, it's, it's your haunt karma. Um, and I've made a lot of things and I have taught people to make things. And when they see it, they'll maybe remember me a little bit, but that's not what's important. Um, I am not important. I've never thought I was important. I am, maybe I can be a catalyst just to get people to make stuff. You know, I say at the end of every YouTube video, go make stuff because art matters. And you, the world won't know you unless it, you know, kind of sees your art.
0: Alan, it's been a pleasure to have you here on The Big Scary Show. Robert as well, talking about Haunter Class, Monster Camp, Dark Hour Haunted House, still Beast Studios, all the very cool things that are going on. Uh, This is normally the part of the show that we like to call the plugs. Um, I know you've got a haunted house event coming up in about one month, plus all the other stuff. Alan, please tell us how we can get more information and tell us a little bit about the event that's coming up in February and where people can get all this information on Haunter Class Monster Camp, which I understand is not completely sold out for the year yet. We still have monster camp spots
7: for the year. Absolutely. Um, This year we launched more monster camps than ever. We have pretty much a monster camp every month. Um, And we have, we have an express camp, which is only two days. So it's longer days. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's a little, it's a, it's a tough schedule, but it saves you that night of hotel. You know, you can get in and out a little bit sooner. So it saves you a little bit. Um, But, so yes, next month uh, on the tenth, we have a Dead by Dark Hour show. Uh, Dead by Dark Hour is our kind of gamified haunted house experience, where the guests go through and they learn some basic rules, and then um, the if the killers can get to you, then they can kill you. So it's a it's a fun like take on survival horror. Of course, everyone's heard of the game Dead by Daylight. Well, this is Dead by Dark Hour where. Again, you're in it. It's real, so that's the that's the fun part of that. Um, DarkhourHauntedHouse.com has you know links to all that information about the show. Um, I'm going to let Robert plug Haunter Class because he is the man.
9: Haunter Class, you get to watch Alan teach you make stuff. I think I said <laughs> that right. Uh, <laughs> it's the beginning. I, I hope people join us for for for. the the beginning of something that I hope will be uh, a big help to the haunt industry. So join us. Be a part of this uh, historic moment.
0: What are some websites and social media where people can get that information, register for classes, see a list of upcoming things,
9: and find out more? Haunterclass.com is where you go for Class. You can go to stiltbeast.com forward slash education.
7: Stiltbeaststudios.com.
9: Studios. And also uh, get your Monster Camp, um, inform- the tickets for that in darkhourhauntedhouse.com. Get tickets now. You can book your spot there.
7: And Excellent. we also, I want to mention the YouTube channel. Still, if you haven't heard, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, which is Stiltbeast Studios on YouTube, where we uh, do a lot of DIY teaching skills there as well.
0: How regular do those videos come out?
7: Uh, Last year, we were a video every week, and that was a strain on the staff a little bit, so now we're doing a video every two weeks.
0: And I assume Dark Hour is on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok maybe, and all the other social medias that the kids like.
7: If you throw a haunted house rock on the internet, you're going to hit something that I'm near. So, yes, we're there.
0: <laughs> well, Alan and Robert, it has been an absolute pleasure and a delight to have you here on the Big Scary Show's Roundtable of Terror. We wish you nothing but success with many, many more years of Dark Hour Haunted House. We look forward to Haunter Class growing and becoming something absolutely huge in this industry. Uh, look forward to hearing more monster camps, looking at the finished products that you post out there on the last day with the finished mask. Those are stellar. And I, I know a couple of people who've never sculpted before that have brought these things back and they're just like amazing looking. And...
7: We call that hatching day. And every time that we line up all the masks that we made on that Sunday afternoon, I feel like I'm a 10 year old kid in a mask store looking <laughs> because it, it, it really, it's amazing.
0: Has anybody just created something that completely blew you away or something that I had never thought of before? And this is really cool. Yes. Very nice. I won't and, say,
7: who, I won't say who or what, but yes, that, that has happened several times.
0: But once again, Alan or Robert dark dead by dark hours coming up in February. Um, We will see you at, I'm assuming, your usual booth number four at Transworld. That looks to be a very interesting, slightly different take this year than in years past. I look forward to seeing how that is and seeing all the usual staff, seeing your lovely wife, Shannon. Um, I'm assuming Ed will be out there and and many other people from the staff manning the booth. Um, Check them out on social media. Check out the Still Be Studio YouTube channel and, of course, check out haunterclass.com because over the next months and years, this is going to be a big source of education in the haunt industry. So once again, thank you, Alan and Robert. I also want to thank our hosts, including Storm. Uh, My prediction for the big
6: trend at Transworld this year, orange and black Stanley water mugs, as far as the eye can see on every booth, on every table, in every hand.
0: Uh, We wish Meat Hook Jim a very speedy recovery from whatever malady he is suffering from. He was not doing well today. We hope by the time this show is aired, he is fully recovered. We also want to thank Jonna, the Old Crone.
3: You know, I think I want to do a Breakfast Club themed haunt. That would be pretty cool.
0: (laughs) That that might actually work. My name is Drew Badger. Like the 80s
3: movie? Yeah.
0: I, you know, I can 80s see it nostalgia, now. You
3: know,
0: you sign a waiver and they get to duct tape your cheeks together. <laughs> and if you understand the reference, then you're old like us. My name is Drew Badger in Charlotte, battening down the hatches for the storm that will inevitably flood the banks down at the bottom of my hill, making it a nightmare to get through traffic. But I am going to be at Transworld as well as Jana. So look for us, look for Alan's booth, and get out there if you're going to Transworld and have a great time. You are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show.
6: This is Big Bob Elmore. I played Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. And this is a shout-out to
7: The Big Scary Show. Passion is what drives us. The passion to be the best. For over ten years, that passion has taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the
6: haunted house industry. And... are just getting started. From flex props to nine foot giants. Great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are Creepy Collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com. Now that's creepy.
8: Greetings, Greetings, listeners, listeners, and welcome. welcome. Watch out. out, Don't trip over that torso. It's time time for Between the the corpses. Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here, and here we are in 2024. But I still haven't slowed down with tortures and executions. This time, we are up to the firing squad. Firing squads were widely used in Mexico during the years of civil unrest at the start of the century. They have been used in countries such as England, the USA, and Cuba, and are still employed today. On January 17, 1977, a firing squad was ready to end the 10-year moratorium that prevented capital punishment in the USA. Let's do it, said Gary Gilmore, after a target was pinned over his heart. He was let out before a marksman in the warehouse at Utah State Prison. Four shots felled Gilmore, who had killed two students at Brigham Young University the previous year. The death penalty had been put on hold in 1967 in response to widespread public distaste for state-sponsored violence in the wake of the Vietnam War. Death rows everywhere were emptied as capital penalties were replaced with life or long-term prison sentences. However, key legal hearings during the ensuing decade opened the door for its reintroduction. In the USA where policies on such crucial issues are determined at state level, a bevy of commissions was, were established to scrutinize the case for capital punishment. Highly focused bills ease discretionary execution back onto the agenda in 35 states by 1976. Gary Gilmore was the first to die under those new laws, having chosen not to challenge his sentence. He was one of only two people to be killed by firing squads since the modern era of capital punishments in America began. Both shootings took place in Utah. Most members of firing squads are ordered to aim for the large, easy target of the torso rather than the head. Bullet wounds to the body do not always kill efficiently and the prisoner can take many minutes to die. It is common practice to issue blanks to one or more of the men responsible for pulling the trigger without their knowledge, so they are saved from feelings of remorse. A report by a British Royal Commission into Capital Punishment in 1953 concluded that the firing squad was a poor form of execution. It does not possess even the first requisite of an efficient method, the certainty of causing immediate death. Britain had employed firing squads to kill 15 Irish nationalists during the Easter Rising of 1916 and those found guilty of espionage during the First World War. Most shootings took place at the Tower of London. But far from being consigned to history, firing squads are in use today in countries across the world. Brutal dictator Nikolai Kisaku and his wife Elena were shot on Christmas Day And 1989, after being found guilty of crimes against the Romanian people, Castro favors the firing squad in Cuba, where the number of deaths through capital punishment rose sharply at the end of this millennium, corresponding with a hike in crime rates. Under Cuban law, there are 112 crimes that are now attracting the death penalty, including cattle rustling in Palestine. Firing squads are used to kill convicted criminals who are usually blindfolded and tied to a pole before the shooting starts. In Sierra Leone, 24 army officers were similarly executed by Nigerians who intervened following a coup in 1998. Two men convicted of raping and killing a young boy were whipped, shot and then strung up in southern Yemen as recently as 1999. As is common in the area, hundreds of people watched the execution, and the bodies were left on view for three days to deter further violent crime. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next show.
2: Watch
1: out for them! A menace never known to man or beast before. An endless horde of crawling, crushing, gigantic creatures. So horrifying, there was no word to describe them. Watch out for them! Watch out for Warner Brothers' screaming new shock sensation, them!
3: Yes, I saw them. They were huge and scaly and they had gigantic jaws. And, and then one came at me!
1: Kill one and two take its place. This is the endless onslaught of them, clawing up out of the earth from mile-deep catacombs. See them—the most astounding journey into terror ever taken—starring James Whitmore, Edmund Gwenn, Joan Weldon, and James Arnett. Them.
4: Audio Zombie. Apparition. Apparition on the Big Scary Show.
9: This is Robert Alcala from Dark Hour Haunted House Media Department, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show.
4: Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook.
1: The coffin opens and terror reaches out from beyond the grave. As the twins of evil evoke the power of vampirism and witchcraft. Twins of evil. They use the satanic power of their bodies to turn men and women into their blood slaves. Twins of evil. Rated R under 17, not admitted without parent.
3: <laughs> it's time for Ask the Old Crone. <laughs> So, on this week's episode of Ask the Old Crone, I decided I would invite a haunt that I have been watching from afar, who's not too far from Banshee Manor, and I've admired how they have been handling a certain situation. I asked them to come come on tonight, and we're going to ask some questions about what they've been dealing with. Hi, Devin. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for coming on The Big Scary Show with me.
5: Thanks for having us.
3: So... A little over a year ago, you switched from doing your haunted attraction, and the name of it is Trepidations, and you went from doing your haunt at a fairground, is that correct?
5: No, it was actually an old grocery store
3: building. Oh, an old grocery store building. Oh, that's yep. interesting. Okay. And then, tell me what happened.
5: So, we just kind of started looking at different locations after the 2022 season, and came across the building a little bit closer to our house.
3: Um, a lot more square footage, and just kind of lucked into being able to purchase that property. So that's kind of what prompted the move. Okay. And so because of that move, you did not open for the 2023 season, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So what really stuck in my mind was you kept your your social media presence and everything up, just like if you were open. How important do you think that was?
5: I think it's pretty important because over the past three years that we have been open, we've slowly built up our following on Facebook and a little bit less on Instagram. Facebook's kind of the main main thing that we've seen grow. Um, so I didn't want to I do not want to let that slip away while we were closed.
3: And I think we've even posted more this year than we have years that we've been open. Too. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've probably had more time. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. So, you know, one of the things that is always um, in the back of a haunter's mind if they have to skip a season, that out of sight, out of mind. And you guys definitely combated that with having a, a good social media presence. Mm-hmm. So what kind of posts did yeah. you do?
5: Um, I do a lot of updates on, like, the build process or what we're doing, like, with the property Um, Did a lot of posts this year about like going to other haunts. I think we visited like twelve haunted like haunted attractions throughout Southwest Missouri, Northwest Arkansas throughout the haunt season. So I did like
3: some little videos about that and different posts like helping promote them and stuff. So what are your plans now for twenty
5: twenty four? There's a lot. Definitely try and get the the haunted house build done. Um, There's been some stuff that's made it take a little bit longer, of course there's always stuff that you overlook and miss. But, yeah. to open 2024. Whole new location. Everything's moved. We started building and getting the, getting the property ready.
3: And what? tell me a little bit about the haunt itself. Do you have a particular theme?
5: So, at our former location, we didn't really have, like, an overall theme. We just had a lot of different rooms based around fear, which is what trepidation stands for actual definition for trepidation, it's like a feeling of fear. Um, This year, since we're doing, like, a complete redesign and everything, that's one thing I wanted to focus on was at least have, like, one haunted house with, like, a set theme throughout the whole thing. I thought that would be really cool to try and, like, incorporate, and it would be interesting.
3: And we're hoping to have more than one haunt this year, too, but in the same building. Yeah, But it's all depending on how much money we have, if we can get the materials. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that will be behind it. So the downside of getting your own location is having to take a year off to make that location the best it can be. Yeah. Okay. For sure. And I think you guys have have done that admirably. I'm real excited to, I'm going to try to get up there this year and uh see what you guys have put together you guys did a great job and i'm really grateful that you guys decided to take a few minutes to talk to me and share your experience of that with the uh with the big scary show fan base thank you for having us thank you
6: enter the haunted world of fright find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference. Fright Find will make in your haunt listing.
3: Hey, this is PJ Souls. You might remember me from, oh, little movie like Carrie, or Halloween, the original one, totally, or Rock and Roll High School, or Stripes, any of those, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show, and I'm going to listen, too. Verse
4: 13, The Souls That Wanderer on The Big Scary Show.
2: Ready to
1: dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Keron. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Keron. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von V-O-N C-H-A-R-O-N dot com As we
4: slide back into the swamp where we hid the body we would like to thank the following sponsors Screamline Studios Creepy Collection Dark Imaginings Fright Finder Haunt Pay Von Caron Productions and VFX creates We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse And we couldn't do this without the three hosts, including Badger Haunt Consulting and more RabidBadger.org Meat Hook Jim Check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com And Storm Rants and more HauntMinute.com and finally you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing.
0: The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on the Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.